Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to a, another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm also joined by my good friend over there in Los Angeles, California, 49ers Hub, Mr. Evan Swords. Evan, good evening, sir. How are you? Good, man. That was the the best you've ever pronounced my name. That was That was perfect. good? That was perfect. You Couldn't have done it better. I have some throat comfort um, tea that I made before we got started here just to make sure my voice was uh, in tip-top shape before. Chase, mm-hmm. I'm a child. Don't ever say throat comfort around me again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think I have, I think there's somebody my phone saved as that. So <laughs> This show is already off the rails. Uh, there's Jared Bailey of uh, Pittsburgh, uh, up there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Jared, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I've missed doing this with you guys. Uh, so it's good to, uh, good to be back. Is that uh, Robin Williams on your wall, Swords? Oh yeah, absolutely. I love that. Very He's good. Goat. Very good. He's the absolute goat. It's love just him. funny because he has Robin Williams by himself over there, and then he's got a bunch of Marvel superheroes to the left. It's a very uh, diverse wall, and I've never you... seen anyone organize it in that fashion. I like it. I have it's like an art five exhibit. superheroes. Yes, I don't it know is. What you're talking about? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I said Marvel superhero. Oh, you're you're inferring that um, Robin Williams is also a superhero. Um, he's a genie he is a genie i forgot about that that's true um well Jarrett, we should probably get this out of the way early um evan wanted me to clip something um i i literally knew exactly where this is going (laughs) i know what is about to be clipped and i know what i'm about to witness so we have to start here because i i meant to send it to you two weeks ago but evan has been uh waiting to ask you about this and to give me something else to clip for social media. So Evan, um, as he stretches and pops his neck to uh, have this conversation with uh, Mr. Jared Bailey, uh, the floor is yours, my friend. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. How That athleticism ain't doing shit for Mitch Trubisky, is it? Dog. He's so bad. You know what's funny, though? Like, I'm not going to lie. I feel bad for you because, well, I don't really because the Steelers are going to be so good once they get, like, even, like, a serviceable QB. Like, they had a guy that just ran in touchdowns and they almost won once he came in. So, not too worried about it. Also, your receivers are incredible. That said, dog, Carson Wentz, Mitch Trubisky, like, you have, like, an affection. You're like a, like, you, you sound like my ex. You're like, I can fix him. Well, let me let me say this. I was wrong about Mitch Trubisky being any sort of, you know, serviceable quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. It seems that ship has sailed. Carson Wentz is a whole different story. Carson Wentz is... He's well, got let's his say own Carson issues, Wentz, because that's in our yes. rundown. I have a, some Carson Wentz yeah. stuff that I want to yeah. get. Yeah. But let's stick to of, Trubisky. <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of Trubisky. Um, after week one, I, I felt I was like, all right, same old Steelers. Trubisky didn't play great. He didn't play horrible. The offensive line wasn't good defensively they're going to need five turnovers just to beat anybody of relevance um but going into week two i mean the patriots got demolished by the dolphins they didn't look like they had any sort of no the patriots don't have a weapon on offense that has a defensive coordinator staring at a ceiling and i going oh good god how am i going to stop jacoby myers 
<laughs> or how am I going to stop Mac Jones when he gets hot? Like they don't have anybody on that offense that does that, but you know, the Steelers have incapabilities at really the three biggest things uh, that you need to make an offense work. Um, offensive line, which has gotten better, but I think a lot of that is just the fact that they're scheming around that quarterback and offensive coordinator. Um, and look, you can have all the talent in the world. George Pickens can catch passes with his elbow once a week all he wants. You know, if you don't have uh, the play caller to get the job done, the quarterback to get the job done, uh, those things don't matter. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Kenny Pickett looked – he didn't He didn't look like the moment was too big for him yesterday. I mean, it's way too soon to say whether he's going to be good or not. But from what I've seen, he's got moxie. He seems to embody what it takes to be, you know, a solid quarterback in this league. Um, I was I was vocal about how I felt about the pick on this show. I, I didn't like it. But so far, he's – I'm liking what I see. But, yeah, no, Swartz, I will – you more than anybody, you follow me. You know, I am not, uh, I don't run away from admitting when I was wrong about something. You don't run away from anything on social no, media. Yeah, you invite things not. to things on social yeah. media. You're like, yeah. you're, you're literally like Jon Snow in the Battle of the <laughs> Bastards. Like, no one asked you to go out there. And you're just right. like, no, hey, everyone. Yeah, Mitch That's a good analogy. Sneaky, That's exactly Jarrett Bailey on Twitter every single day. Um, I only Dolphins say this, though, agree I, with you there. I, I can't stress this enough. I only say this because and I only feel comfortable saying this because it's insane to me, the talent level that they have at like skill positions, like insane. Like the fact that the Steelers have Nahi, Pickett, Claypool, well not Pickett, I mean Pickett, but like Claypool, Deontay and Pickens, like that's terrifying. Well, yeah, no. And a lot of that comes back to the whole scheming thing. So they, for some reason, and look, I'm going to get into Mike Tomlin too, as well, because that needs addressed. Um, scheming wise, they are so bullish on turning Chase Claypool into this outside downfield threat, which he's shown time and time again that he's not. Um, if they would just stick him predominantly in the slot and let him be the underneath guy with Pat Fryermuth, um, and just have him kind of be this hybrid tight end wide receiver, I think that things would go a lot better for Chase Claypool. Um, so they've they've mishandled how they should use him. Um, and then in terms of the coaching. I already touched on that Canada. Tara Lawson was not a good hire. Like hmm. they had Wink Martindale and Brian Flores were both still on the market at the time. And I know Flores is technically on the staff as a senior defensive. If you're gonna hire Brian Flores, just make him the defensive coordinator. Hmm. Like there was no look, Tomlin has hired one coordinator outside of the organization in the past decade, and that was Todd Haley in 2012. And hmm. when he did that, the offense from 2012 to 2017 was fantastic. And then, you know. There's yeah. I guess, some some internal some internal stuff. What do you mean, eh, Swartz? Okay, let me let me preface that the offense with Hall of Fame quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Like, I think that Hall was like quarterback Ben Roethlisberger in that span of time was the best but, he's ever looked. Why? Well, no, I agree. I'm just saying it's like you put if you put that Ben Roethlisberger on like every all 31 other teams, I'm sure they would all look better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm sure like Haley did some stuff but like the, the current iteration of future hall of famer russell wilson doesn't look very good yeah but yeah but like that's at the tail end of his career it's not like we're, not, we're talking about ben roethlisberger at his peak literally his peak right should this not be should this not be russell wilson's peak ben roethlisberger was 32 in 2012 and todd haley was hired first off i don't think that what's going on with russell wilson is maybe like all 
athleticism and like I think it's a there's something a lot more than that. We'll get there. Uh, that's fair. But um, in terms of you know the the situation in Pittsburgh, um, the hiring like the whole quote unquote the standard is the standard the Steeler way. Like Mike Tomlin walks into Canton. He's one of the greatest coaches of his generation. He is also too stubborn for his own good, too bullheaded for his own good. And right now it, it's costing the team because you had an opportunity to go out and hire a guy like Wink Martindale who, and look, I'm tired of hearing the fact, oh, TJ Watts out. There's still two all pros on that side of the ball. They got Cam Hayward and Mick Fitzpatrick, both of which. Make well, Heisman's been like good. Him. And Heisman's been fantastic too. Devin Bush, mm-hmm. like he's, Devin Bush, I mean, we can say that that was a bad pick to trade up for and get after the injury. He's looked actually better this year. Miles Jack has looked solid. Like, it's not as if, like, there's 10 other guys on that side of the ball. It's not just TJ Watt. And the fact that they just can't seem, they are 30th in the NFL in total defense right now. They're 31st against the pass. Like, you can't, TJ Watt makes. Uh, Who's the biggest reason, though? Like, is it scheme? Is it a particular player? What are teams doing? Like, what did the Bills do on Sunday to maximize just blowing them out of the water there? I think the biggest thing right now is third down defense because they came mm. into the game against Buffalo 26th and third down defense. And Buffalo went five of nine against Pittsburgh on third down, including that 98 yard bomb. Um, so if you look at them specifically on third downs and second and longs, they play so soft, so soft. Mm. There's zero tight coverage. And if you go back and watch the New England game, that's why Jacoby Myers was able to eat over the middle. That's why against the Jets, Corey Davis had a big game. Tyler Conklin had big games over the middle because there's just no one there. They leave so much space. Um, and for some reason, they don't seem to correct that. Um, I think that's the biggest thing defensively and the fact that they can't get pressure right now, um, which again, that is the biggest thing, obviously, with, without T.J. Watt, but that's a Cam Hayward problem. That's an Alex Highsmith problem. Like, you got to be able to get pressure on What the did Cam tweet today that, apo- that he apologized for Like before we got on here? He retweeted something that was basically bashing Tomlin. Yeah, mm. I, I, like of all things that we've ever seen on Twitter, I think that was genuinely a mistake because I can't imagine Cam Hayward outwardly retweeting what that tweet was which was like the same i would book. bet my it could be a mistake i would bet my life it was not with his butt you got to click twice to retweet something and your ass isn't doing that I'm, well I'm I, no i mean i think like i don't know man like it just do you, i mean you're closer to this but like i can't imagine cam hayward that like seasoned veteran out there like even like clicking like on it i can't either that's the thing. Like I'm trying because to figure it was out like, situation. it was also like, there was like a bunch of swear words and it was like, kind of like really aggressive. Like cam uh, is the locker room leader of that team. So right. I, I can't see him doing that. Like looking at that and saying, yeah, I'm going to retweet this. I do genuinely think it was a mistake. I don't think it was with his butt. I don't know why it happened or how it happened. I, he doesn't seem like the guy that would do that. Yeah. Um, but that's the biggest problem with the defense. And then offensively, I mean, we touched on it. Trubisky was bad. We're trying to work in picket. Um, but Tom is the offensive line like, any better. Offensive line is how do I want to explain this? Yes and no. Like I think they're finding ways to scheme around the weaknesses in the offensive line. Um, but run, like against the Jets, they ran the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris had multiple carries that looked really good. Jalen Warren had a few carries that looked uh, really good. Um, specifically on the right side, which I don't know if you know, that just means that they just need to run to James Daniels' side more. But you know, whatever works, just keep doing it. Um, it's hard to run the ball though when you get down immediately because the Steelers aren't a team that can play from behind 
and, and come back and beat you. Why um, is that? The same reasons that we've talked about already. I mean, if you get if you get a a two possession lead on the Steelers, you've won the game. Hmm. And that's because they can't get pressure on the quarterback. They don't give any sort of tight coverage. They leave the middle of the field wide open a lot uh, in their zone schemes. Like teams will just nickel and dime that all day, which leads to a tired defense, time of possession for the other team, and then uh, a bad scheme offensively, which leads to three and outs. And then the defense is still tired, giving up yards. Like it's just a butterfly effect that just keeps going in a circle. So, well, I mean, like Mitch Trubisky was not. There's no clutch plays coming from Mitch Trubisky. So, no. like when he was there, there was you know, third down conversions. Like it's scheme and it's talent and all that. But like there is a little bit of moxie involved in there, and it was just sure like, not getting it done. And, and there, and look, I'm the biggest Matt Canada should go guy there is. But there still even when when Mitch was started, you'll get some of these plays where they're not converting. You'll see like there was one that went viral on Twitter. Like George Pickens just wins a curl. Like it's nothing. It is open with no more than six yards of him. And Trubisky throws it into a Browns meeting room, trying to fit it into Deontay Johnson. And George Pickens throws a fit on the sideline because he was open. So it's a lot of stuff right now. Um, but Tomlin deserves some of this blame like i feel like people try to duck mike tomlin from getting blamed but he's the one who hires these coordinators he has i'm sure a fair say on who gets on the roster and who he's coaching and right now well it seems like he's changing his tune a little bit right like what he was saying today it seems like full-scale changes might be in the works right better be yeah it'll be be unprecedented for the Steelers because they're not a team that does, you know, season, like yeah, mm. the clean season mid or cleans house mid season. So I would be very shocked if there's any like severe personnel changes in terms of offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Um, so I mean, we'll, we'll I see. But is there I anybody like, on the uh, like offensive side who they can promote? Like you mentioned, like is there anyone who could, who would be a better option than Matt Canada? I don't even know. Like I would have to go through the uh, like the rolodex of the staff right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know it all off the yeah. top of my head. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, that's, I mean, Canada was, Canada was also hired from within. He was the quarterback coach, um, when Feetner was there and yeah, not a whole lot has changed. I mean, he's been everywhere. He was good at LSU for that one year. He was good at Maryland for a little bit. Um, I'm kind of surprised that he's throwing to this If I could pick anybody, I, I would want them and it would have to be after the season. Um, but if they were to try to bring in a new offensive coordinator, Shane Day, the passing game corner from the Chargers, hmm. um, that would be my pick. Um, young quarterback with Kenny Pickett. Uh, we've seen what Shane Day has done with the skill position guys and the quarterback in Los Angeles. I would love to see him come in and try to and see what his scheme could do for Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryer, with all these guys. Like, and look, they, they have the worst people. point differential in the NFL right now through five they weeks. Do. That blew my mind when I was going through this for today. I didn't. I knew that it was not going well, but I didn't know it was going that poorly. Like they're minus fifty-one. It's. Is there a chance they hit rock bottom, Jarrett? Like they could actually be one of the league's worst teams. Yeah, I mean, you look at what their next three games are. It's Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, Miami. Whew. They could very well be one and seven. Oh my god! Which is funny because they were seven and one not too long ago, and that was, you know, yeah. I don't know. The, the Steelers are going to have a bad year. And I, it's going to be weird if they don't figure out whether. But I mean, Tomlin's ever had one, right? Like that's the thing. Is like we said that, and it's like Tomlin's literally never done this. This is unprecedented territory for him. The yeah, last time I... the Steelers lost five games in a row was two thousand nine, and they mm. started that year six and two. They finished the year nine and seven. 
Um, is that the year that they ended up getting Ben? No, no that was no, 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 way after no, that. Was it, was it's like four, four, yeah. God, their last their their last losing season was two thousand three. That's when mm. they got Ben two thousand four. Um, but yeah, no, the uh, the year that they they lost five in a row in 09, and that's the game that they beat Green Bay on that Mike Wallace catch in the end zone. Uh, yeah, at the buzzer, that game. So they I, almost I, lost six in a row. I think the the one thing I will say is like. There, there needs to be like a very like definitive end an understanding that like pass rush is more important than coverage. Like I've heard people debate that back and forth for so many years. And like, if ever that was like a question, I think we need to just accept that now. Like pass rush is infinitely more important than coverage. I think like you look at what's been watching a lot of Tennessee volunteer football this fall. And I respect it. I've been watching a lot of 49ers football since mm. 2011, and they are like the 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 penultimate example. Let me, why my, uh, let me go get my computer charger real quick before I die on you boys. Okay, class. Jarrett's coming back. Um, and while Jarrett's away, we'll pivot to the 49ers real quick. Uh, Jarrett will be back. Um, the 49ers, Evan, you got a coach fired uh, today. Um, a Again. Lot of thoughts- and well, again, what do you mean? This is the second time that we've gotten a, a Carolina coach fired in the last, like, what, three years? Wait, which coach did you get fired? Was it, uh... I didn't realize that ha- this is number two for you. Yeah, guys. this is it's happened again. <laughs> was, wait, were they the team that got Ron Rivera fired? Was it Ron Rivera? Yeah, I think so. Huh. I mean, that was the last coach, right? That's wild. Cool. Yeah, I didn't we'll realize it's it hey, Ron and Rivera to Matt Rule. Jeez, and hey, look at me. We'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, first off, Ron Rivera. I mean, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but like, Ron, like, no, I. There's so much respect for Ron Rivera as a coach. He seems like a stand-up guy, but it was pretty ballsy to be out there and being like, quarterback is the reason in which why we are blah blah blah. When it's like, dude, you're basically a 500 coach like you are like have as many losses as you have wins and like it took having cam newton at his like unstoppable peak to get you it like you know what i mean like i don't know i i just thought that was wild like you know carson Wentz is absolutely nothing to write home about no matter what jared bailey will tell you but like i just like i thought like they were they were having a mid-off look I have said this time and time again. I'm Uh-oh. not going to make the argument that Carson Wentz is an elite quarterback or what he was in 2017. I will make the argument that he's like a capable starter, top 20 in the league. And All right, well, for... let's say, hold on, let's say Wentz. We, we're close to Wentz. I, I want to have a full-on Wentz-Ron Rivera conversation. I, okay, I want Jared to have the floor. I want, I want Jared to have the full floor here because uh, I think the good folks on Twitter.com need to hear Jared fully out on this. Um, but Evan, what actually happened in this game that w- the Panthers owner who had a rough time in his press conference today, um, not, not the best vibes there. Um, and we'll get into what David Tepper said, stuff like that. But what actually happened in this game that overwhelmed the Panthers to an unreal degree and just the Niners just really, really imposing their will. What did you, what did you see from this one? Well, I mean, like, first and foremost, in the beginning, I was thoroughly impressed with the Panthers' defense. They were actually playing really well. Mm. Um, The offense struggled a little bit, but, like, the Niners' deep, you know, the Niners were actually struggling way more in the beginning of this game against the Panthers' defense than they had, say, against the Rams last week, right? 
like when I watched the Rams game, it was like a constant, like they were in control. They were winning this game. Uh, and up until the 49ers defense got that pick six, it was like fairly competitive back and forth, right? The Niners were kind of like trying to get some things going, but you know, I mean, Matt rule said it in like, who knows if he was just like saying that as an excuse, but I, I agreed once they got that pick six, they just got very dominant, very quick. You know, Bosa went out with a groin injury. Uh, Mosley uh, was out obviously towards ACL. Unfortunately having a great year. Uh, Jimmy Ward came back from a hamstring injury. Hasn't played all season, came back and immediately broke his hand. I mean, like he was in maybe a play and was gone. And even still, the, the the 49ers defense in that pass rush, I mean, they had six sacks. They were just dominant. Baker could never get comfortable. He had a couple pretty decent throws, I thought, but he just couldn't get comfortable. I, you know, I am like fully, I just feel bad for that kid now. Like, I really mm. just feel bad for him. Like, I mean, I don't think he's like some fantastic QB or anything like that, but like no one has had a bigger fall from grace faster. And I think when the, you know, you got to look at what the 49ers defense has done four weeks now. They have the least amount of points scored in the first half. I think it's like 12 collective points scored in the first half, and the next highest is 35 hmm. for a team. I mean, they're just absolutely dominating teams. Again, a team, you know, this is the second, you know, like what they're averaging the least amount of points scored as a team period, the least amount of yards. They have the most sacks in the NFL. Nick Bosa still has the most sacks and he hasn't, he didn't play today or play yesterday. Like they're pl playing incredible. There's so many things to talk about. Like literally there's so many, like Traverius Ward might be the best free agency signing in the entire NFL. Like he looked hmm. like Darrell Revis yesterday. He had so many one-on-one -on -one balls that he shut down. Like he looked incredible. I mean, it's like, it's not being talked enough about, about how dominant he is as a one-on-one -on -one corner right now. It's just incredible. And there's a lot that lot to talk about still. Like, you know, we have like third string, fourth string guys getting sacks Talanoa Hofunga is playing absolutely lights out in his second year. Um, You're you Troy Palomalu bringing it full circle with Jared here. Right. And it's just like, there's so much you got to also remember like chase you're a falcons fan mm -hmm. i was like i was terrified when tevin coleman got signed i'm like <laughs> dog no you can't keep doing this like mm -hmm. he is done he is absolutely done he has no business on this roster like we have this undrafted free agent Jason, uh, jordan mason who everyone was aggressively excited about in training camp look you know talking about how good he looked in practice all this stuff i'm like Play the young guy. It's a, it's Kyle Shanahan. We Speaking know of, what I have happened. him stashed in my fan on I my wise fantasy gonna, team. Is he ever going to play? Never. Can I drop I don't him? Think so. I, I mean, like honestly, like, but that's my point. Mm. Tevin Coleman. I don't know if it's just the Panthers because this is what happened in 2019 when he scored four touchdowns against the Panthers before, and you know he just uh, really Ron, hates Ron, the Panthers. <laughs> but like, but like, dude, Tevin Coleman went off, right? Jeff Wilson went off like they had dominant Jeff Wilson in the first like hundred yard game that he's had in a while. Like, hmm. so I'm very curious, you know, they play the Falcons next week and we can talk about that. Um, Falcons who are now without Deion Jones and some other things. The, to me, the, the 49 Brown, Deion Jones, the 49ers are going to be playing the chiefs in two weeks. And I think that's going to be the, the litmus test we all need. How good are the 49ers? We'll know then. 
but right now they have the best defense in the NFL and it's so not close. It's not mm -hmm. close. What do you think, Jared? Are you as high on the Niners right now as Evan is? I'm high on their defense. Their so you have questions about the offense. points a game. Yeah. Like, I, no, I just... I, uh, I think that I should say this. Let me let me before you go. I should say this because sure. I didn't say anything, and it's weird because it's me. Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo was almost perfect. He mm. like the game that he played against the Broncos was one of maybe the worst quarterback games I've seen by a 49er in a very long time. And he has since played very good football. And yesterday was literally near perfect. He had mm. a, a few drops from like Debo. He had a terrible drop. Uh, Ayuk had a terrible drop and like he was lights out. If you look at him, like in like the, the, the balls, he was threading in between defenders, the touchdown passes he threw. I mean, it was a fantastic game by him. So if Jimmy continues to play at that level, they will be in the Super Bowl. Hmm. That's a huge. If that's fair. What do you think you No, I mean, I'm high on the defense. Um, and that is a huge if for, for what Swoops just said. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, no, when they played the Chiefs in two weeks, I didn't fully expect Kansas City to win that game. Like, the defense can give them fits at first and whatnot, but I don't trust the 49ers' offense. To, is that game in Levi's or is it in Kansas City? Do you know? I think it is in Levi's. Okay. I'll I mean, it doesn't that. change my opinion necessarily on who I think is going to win. Obviously, having the. Uh, home crowd behind him is, is much better it's, yeah it's at san francisco i mean the biggest okay. thing there for that team is going to be who's going to be starting mm. you got to remember bosa was out yesterday eric armstead was already out right like your starting safety is out now you're you know like there's so many players on that de defense that are out so they played well in spite of that but you know yeah the the, the, the chiefs are relentless the, yeah the biggest thing about that game for me is that the chiefs had the number one rush defense in the league and so if you shut down the 49ers run game, you, you won. Like, I'm not yeah. worried about Jimmy Garoppolo going up against Patrick Mahomes because uh, I've seen it before. And, uh, you know, so now I do think the 49ers are, you know, right now, mostly because there's not a lot of teams that you can definitively say they are contenders. You can say that about Kansas City. You can say that about Buffalo. And I think that's it. Like, those are the two teams right now that I think you can say absolutely they can be maybe Baltimore, but Baltimore's also blown two huge leads. Um, the NFC is just weird right now. Like, I don't think Tampa's good. Like, defensively, they're fine, and they're going to win their division because they play in a horrible division. Um, but offensively, they've looked bad all season. Um, so, yeah, I think the 49ers are going to be, you know, they're going to make a playoff run. They'll win at least one playoff game. Um, but th they are the benefit, they definitely have the benefit of playing in the NFC compared to, you know, the AFC, which is obviously stacked. But in terms of overall league presence, there's just not any teams that are making a statement saying we are good, except for Kansas City and Buffalo. Interesting. Um, you mentioned the NFC South. Uh, the Falcons lost another uh, just horrific game on Sunday. Uh, and look, now, Jerome, Jerome Booger lost a game for the Falcons on Sunday. Yeah, your friend uh, wrote about uh, Jerome Booger and whether or not we have a Booger problem uh, in the NFL over the last two weeks where he's had some... one of my friends. Yes. Uh, wasn't it Tanier who wrote it or was it Fair? Was it Doug Ferrar or was it, was it Tanier? Doug, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was Doug. Okay. Um, but it was a good piece and it kind of outlines this new problem and we don't usually have this level of uniformity in uh, football. Uh, just 
not one soul, even Brady. Where everybody is just in agreement, like, yep, he messed up. Yeah, like I've never seen anything like it where everyone across the board were just stunned. And Grady uh, declined media availability after the game, uh, which was not a surprise uh, with this one. He may have been fined a little bit if he had talked to folks after that one. But it was one of the more egregious calls I've ever seen. And of course, it happened to the Falcons. And of course, it involved Tom Brady. But, and this is something that, look, man, like, it's hard for me to get super, super up in arms where there were a lot of Falcons fans just losing it on social media after and luck. Put your phone down. Ultimately, this is still just a rebuilding year. The Falcons are not playing for the Super Bowl. The Falcons, like it hurts. Like this is a rough loss. That is a really, really rough way to lose a football game and not get one final chance. We don't know how it would have gone if uh, they don't throw the flag there and what Mariota does. But we don't know. He could have fumbled it. Something, anything. They still could have lost the game in a different kind of way. That said, the main takeaway is that they took a Bucks team who still have really good DVOA Super Bowl odds to this point. The defense has been legit. And they just fight. Like the main thing about this season with the Falcons for me is just that Arthur Smith is clearly the guy. Um, he is one of the better play callers and offensive minds in the sport right now. And the Falcons are playing above their heads uh, week in, week out, which is what you really want when you have one of the league's worst rosters as a whole. Um, I'm not certain what Browns fans think they're getting in Deion Jones, but Deion Jones was done uh, last year and has not played uh, to this point this year. So, I mean, it's a name. Wish him well. He was a really good Falcon for a pretty good amount of time, but I I just don't think uh, there's anything there. And look, I mean, the biggest thing too is Falcons fans are really, really upset about the Kyle Pitts target situation. He didn't play uh, yesterday, which matters, but Micah Parsons continuing to be an absolute menace uh, for the Dallas Cowboys as they lead this defensive renaissance uh, in Big D doesn't help things because one touchdown through a season and a half almost of uh, Kyle Pitts is just, it's just bad value. And I think that's the thing that Smith misses is that like we are both understanding in that look, (laughs) the offense is working, which is great. And that's the point is you want to develop guys like Drake London is a great player. Like this would be a bigger issue if the offense was bad and Kyle Pitts was also not getting targeted, but the offense is okay. The offense is actually kind of fine and kind of fun. Um, even with Kyle Pitts not being a consistent factor week over week. It's just more, we're starting to get to the point where it's like, all right, then when do you admit that like this was going to be a little bit more difficult to (laughs) make Kyle Pitts a staple and make him worthy of a number four of our pick and the way we want to play? I I think that's a fair way of looking at it. And I, I, I don't know how you fix it because things are working and Smith's doing what Smith wants to do. And I, and I get that. I mean, you know, I got to say, as a guy who's a, who's watches George Kittle every week, you know, and I, I, I can appreciate the blocking. We know he's one of the best blocking tight ends maybe ever. Mm. But my God, you know, they, there was like a – I think one of the first plays uh, this week on with, against the Panthers, they threw it to Kittle, and he just like goes up two or three guys around him. No, no business catching the ball, pulls it down. N- another play after that, they throw it to him. He just like – lumbers through like 18 players and I mean the same thing goes with Kyle Pitts like I don't care how good your offensive game plan is if those guys aren't getting the ball you're doing it wrong and 
you can tell me all day long, well, it's working, it's working, it's working. Well, there's no world in which I will believe that the 49ers offense is better without using George Kittle. Like, I just, I refuse. And I think the same thing should be said about Kyle Pitts. He's insanely talented. Like, Drake London's exciting and an exciting player too, but like, there's no one on earth that can consistently guard Kyle Pitts. Why are you not giving it the ball like 10, especially in a year like this, where you've got nothing to lose, give him 12 targets. Let's see what happens. Try to break the reception record with him for all we care. Like just, right. just force it to him at this point. Give fans something to like, look, we drafted this guy fourth overall. We are going to make sure that it's worth it. And look, one touchdown against the jets in London for, you know, a year and a half of work is, is not what fans expected when they got him. Also, uh, Ted Gwynn had this from a couple weeks ago that I think bears repeating. And it's funny because this is something Ted that's overlooked fantastic Kyle stuff, by the way. Yes. Well, Kyle Pitts is a good blocker. <laughs> so he maybe in his thing was like, he needs to be a less effective run blocker if he wants to get targets again. Cause Arthur Smith loves him a tight end who can block. Uh, so maybe Kyle Pitts needs to mail it in a little bit. But that's um, this is the Kittle stuff all over again. Yeah. They can't help themselves. <laughs> they, they just, uh, uh, they can't help themselves. You know what, um, the, you know what the easiest way yeah. to fix that is? What? If you draft someone fourth overall mm-hmm. and right. And you go, Oh, but he's a really good blocker. Use your first round pick next year. on the best possible blocking tight end ever. I don't mm-hmm. care. Just <laughs> put someone else on the other side to do that blocking. And then just let Kyle Pitts go. Like, I just like it's insane to me, like these coaches that are so enamored and so like impressed with themselves that they're like, I'm gonna make them block. Like, I don't even know who the Falcons running back is right now. Who is it? Oh, it's Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier. Yeah, I those aren't real human beings. That's those are fake wow. names. Tyler Algier is no, a great Tyler, story. He's a good player. He, he, those, are, those are fake names. You know, yeah. No, if you are, we basically had the same player, by the way, Jarrett. Uh, Ty Warren and Tyler Algier are basically the same exact Jaylen running Warren. back. Or Jalen yes. Warren, yes, they're basically yeah. the same running back. They yeah, run really him. hard, and they're going to hit you. And they just, I don't know, they feel like they're going to average three point seven yards. They just per run year like for... they're pissed off at the world. Yes, because they, yeah, you know, and I love it. Yeah, Jaylen yeah. Warren is probably side note. I'm sorry, Swartz. I'll let you get back to it. Jalen Warren right now outplaying Najee Harris, and it's not close. Sorry, go mm. ahead, Swartz. No, but I mean, like, it, th- that's great. I'm happy for them and their three point. <laughs> or whatever it is they're getting but mm. it's just like can you imagine being kyle pitts getting drafted number four overall over quarterbacks over defensive players all of that and you're like i'm gonna you want me to i'm gonna block for what's his name tyler algier tyler, I was say, which one uh Caleb tyler Al, tyler algier Cordero like when he's that, healthy that's my job that's my yeah and that's another thing too like cordell's on ir like you can't even like use oh well i are starting running back like it's just it's offensive and i i mean like i don't it's, i'm not it's not like it's madden i get it but get get your player the ball i just don't think it's going to change i think we have a year and a half of documentation that this is not going to be uh does he ask for a trade chase who kyle pitts yeah does he do you think he will no it's way too early for that yeah i don't think so not I yet. mean, even even if he like goes to bed screaming and crying <laughs> that like it's way too early for him to say that. I mean, it's been a year. I don't know that position. I don't even know what his trade. I mean, there's noise about Kadarius Tony possibly wanting one in the offseason. Same situation. I mean, yeah, but that's a little different. Like he had some injuries. Their team. I don't know. Well, Both Florida guys, though. 
The Giants, man. You never trust a Gator. That's what I've always said. People forget. Can't trust. Well, the you know. Yeah, you know what they are. <laughs> you know what, Swords? Yeah. yeah. How about the Giants? Can I take a victory lap real quick about the Giants? Hey, dog. You deserve that W all the way across. By the way, I'm going to change my name uh, uh, because you guys haven't noticed it yet. Yeah, no, I saw it. We all saw it. Evan, we saw it. We saw it. Very much clear uh, for the folks on YouTube.com. I expect the clip to be prepared, podcast. by yeah. the way, for me next week or whenever I'm on next about uh, whenever I was on here in like May talking about how good the, that I think the Giants could be. Well, here's your time. Me, are are you sure? Are we sure the Giants are good, Jarrett? Are are we sure? Let me. Okay, good was probably. I think I said they are going to be improved, and I think that they could surprise a lot of people. Good. Do I think they're going to win a playoff game? No. I mean, I mean they're, they're going to be, be in the a playoffs? playoff team. I I think I worst think they'll game, be a contender. I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs. The NFC worst East team. getting three teams in the yeah. in the playoffs. I don't think so. Absolutely not. By yeah. the way, yeah, uh, the, uh, you guys can talk all day about the Giants, but I will say this: This is what I said yesterday, and I think it bears repeating. They are four and one. They just handedly beat the Packers. Their quarterback did not throw a touchdown, mm-hmm. and they scored twenty-seven points. Like that coach, the ball is—he deserves praise. That's incredible. And down seventeen to Green Bay too, as well yeah. in that game. And then Saquon Barkley, the the New York Saquon Barkleys came back in the second half. Because I'm so happy he's playing well again. Like that, so happy. It's one of the one of the coolest things. Like rarely in life, as an NFL fan, does these awesome players that have bad injuries ever come back and continue to be that dominant. And he's just done that. He's like right back to normal. He's probably and look like Saquon better. has been great, but then you see people overreact in this sport now. Where do are we sure the Giants need to take a quarterback in the first round next year? To yes, yes. Yeah, it's like it's it's, it's an it's, overreactive business. It really right. Is. Like now he will, was completing sorry, for the last three weeks before this game, he was averaging five point three yards per attempt for the previous three weeks when they went two and one Ugh. beat Carolina beat uh, lost to Dallas beat Chicago. I mean, the completion percentage 54% against Dallas 61% against Chicago. Like it's, it's not yeah. like he's been lighting the world on fire here. I mean, at this point, like I think NFL teams need to understand, like if you're the giants draft a quarterback, if you're the mm. Steelers, I mean like Pickett might be good. <sighs> I would still draft a quarterback because if you know what, if one, if Pickett is that good, trade trade the other guy. Like there, you can't, you can't go out just hold and, him for a king's ransom. I'm not against that. I mean, you literally can't go out and have Daniel Jones be your starting quarterback every week and expect to win games in the playoffs. Yeah, like I'm very happy for that team. Not really because I'll never get over the 2011 NFC Championship. <laughs> I hope they burn in hell. Um, but like. Like, you can't look at me confidently and be like, Daniel Jones has got it, dog. I like that point that you just made, though, Swords, because right now, if the season ended, the Steelers would have the number one overall pick. Right. So, do you think they trade it, or do you think they would take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? You think they're not taking Bryce Young or CJ Stroud over just because they have Pickett? uh, That organization, I would be, I would bet the mortgage I don't have that (laughs) there's no chance in hell. If the season ended today and they had the pick, they would not take a quarterback because they just took one last year. Now, if Pickett yeah. plays horribly and they go like four and thirteen, and it's obvious that he's not the guy, then yes, I do think that they would be like, "All right, let's eat this." Um, 
Or, you know what? It, it's doing a chalk here if they're like, let's give him an entire offseason as the, as the starter. You guys, we'll the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers had Ben Roethlisberger, a Hall of Fame quarterback, two Super Bowl winning quarterback for 800 years. All they know <laughs> is elite quarterback play. If you're telling me that tomorrow they had the number one pick and the organization looked at CJ Stroud and these guys who are just like, probably one of the better classes that we've had in the last 10 years. And they're like, now nah, we're going to, we're going to, we're just going to keep picking. They, I, Out they, of took, your they, mind. Took for, they took him for a reason towards, I mean, they see something in him. Obviously he's only started. Daniel, one game. They I'm, took Daniel Jones for a reason too. It doesn't make it. The Giants and the Steelers are two very, yeah. very or, different organizations. I mean, I don't know. I really, they're and that was also the Steelers' first draft, right? That was the, or no, that wasn't Colbert. That was his last draft because he retired right after what? it, right? So yes, we were, we yes. don't really know because yeah. technically the new GM is not tied to Pickett. I guess that's one wrinkle he, because he was not the he guy. He is because he was the he was still a part of the front office that he was the assistant GM. So they hired yeah. that from within too, which isn't. But you could spin it where it's like that was still the last Colbert draft. Yeah, I sure, mean, sure. So, just while we're here, because I am curious, who is the worst teams in the NFL? Because, like, when you look at, like, the Raiders, mm. who are one and three, I still think they're going to win five, six games. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Steelers are one and four. Do They're, they're going to win some games, right? Like, the Texans are one and three. Here's By the way, here's my bold prediction. The Steelers aren't a good team. They're beating Tampa this week. Thought I'd throw that out there. Steelers beating that. the Bucks this week. Where is it? It's a, it's in Pittsburgh. Okay. I think Houston's probably Houston and Chicago are bad sports. They're both they're both bad. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Houston, Houston and Chicago are bad, but I mean, the teams I, that I only that I'm I'm certain are bad. Like I'm I'm certain is Washington. Like I'm certain the Commanders are a bad football team. Like I'm Ron Rivera's getting fired this year. Yes, I think that's. I very can agree much with that. I think. I think that that's definitely yeah. But my point is this is like I think the Steelers and uh you know some other teams have a chance at like one of the top quarterbacks this year and they can probably win four or five games. I think it's one mm -hmm. of those seasons where you don't have to lose every game but one or two to get the top pick. I well, I, I see that there yeah, no, I can there's a lot of I don't want to say there, there's some sort of parity here where you know each year we seem to have a guy or team that would be like, all right, the Jets are going to win two games and then, you know, the Lions will win three. But yeah, no, I do think that, you know, if somebody finishes with four wins, you could still have the number one overall pick, which is strange. I have a take. This one might be a little spicy, who oh, I think excited. is for sure bad. I think the Rams are for sure bad. I think we're at that point where we need Swords to recount. argue with that. <laughs> I, he's definitely not. I think I, the Rams I don't, are I don't, I think the Rams are still going to win six or seven games. That's bad. Like with Stafford and everything they've invested coming off a Super Bowl winning season, you winning six games, going six and 11. I mean, that's rough. They're bad. They're point differential. I think they're in the bottom three in that point, in, in that respect. I mean, Stafford has not been good. Maybe he's not right. They can't run the football. The offensive line stinks. Jalen's been uh, torched a lot this year. I don't know, man. I think the Rams, they lack the depth. And they don't look right. I, I think the Rams are actually one of we're going to recalibrate in a couple of weeks where they're like, oh, they're suddenly uh, two and seven. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just I don't think the Rams are good. I think the Rams are one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at you know what the value of a franchise left tackle has is a big difference yep. going from Andrew Whitworth to you know Joe Noteboom. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's if you don't have an offensive line, you don't have anything in this league, and the Rams are living, breathing proof of that. This is a team that was just in the Super Bowl who added an All-Pro, Bobby Wagner, on defense, and added a Pro Bowl caliber receiver, in Allen Robinson, on offense. And I mean, first off, Allen Robinson is at the end of his career. Bobby Wagner is at the end of his career. I mean, like the the most notable play that Bobby Wagner has had this year is when he tackled a fan. That is true. Um, I don't know. Like he has five touchdowns, seven picks. Stafford, that is, he's averaging six point nine yards per attempt. Like he's just not been good. He's been sacked twenty one times through five games. The offensive line's not good. Um, he has one touchdown pass the last three weeks, and I mean. Granted, I think Stafford anytime interception is becoming an automatic bet, by the way. Mm. It's an automatic bet, just an easy money, easy money. He's thrown an interception every single game this season, except the Arizona game. What was that first quarter stat or fourth quarter? No, fourth quarter stat. Did you guys see that? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's something like he has thrown four picks in the in the fourth quarter and like one in one touchdown or no touchdowns. Mm. Like he's just like, he's just, yeah, just. And also, I'm mean, like, oh, sorry, Swords. I'm just saying, like the the shoulder injury or the elbow injury that he had, like the Tommy John's thing, like yeah, you know, it might be that because we saw that he can play really well. And hey, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup is still balling. That's Cooper fine. Cup I think is... they can be bad in Cooper Cup putting up numbers. Like you, can, yeah. we've seen all across the league, you can have a great receiver and still be a really bad football team. Yeah, look at Larry Fitzgerald's career. Yeah. <laughs> look at the top um, of I, Kyle Pitts. Let me. I know that you just gave your spicy take. Let me give mine. Uh, the Raiders are for real bad, though, by the way. Oh. The, the, the Raiders are bad. Are we sure? Are we sure? I, I was sure before the season started. I wasn't I said, sure. I'm still not sure. I said it out loud. Chase Everybody was over here. Was so excited about, oh, my goodness. The, and look, for, for fair point, they got Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, you know, an offensive-minded head coach. And then they remembered, oh, yeah, they have nobody on the offensive line and their defensive back is horrible. And Josh McDaniels, the last time he was a head coach, it was a nightmare. And that seems to have carried over into this administration. Um, mm. Derek Carr is also like Derek Carr's not really trusting Devontae Adams a lot. Like, there's, there's some throws that or that haven't been made that if you go back and watch the film, especially, especially against Tennessee, like um, I want to say Devontae was just running. I think they were inside the red zone. He just simple nine route beats to beat the defensive back off the off the jump has a step if with Aaron Rodgers that's he looks up and the ball is there Derek Carr there's a lot more hesitancy there they're still trying to work out this can't like I don't know I see I would not be surprised if this is Derek Carr's final year in Vegas and he's playing elsewhere next year Chandler Jones has zero sacks he has four total tackles this year that's been the biggest problem is like Chandler Jones is also 97 but he was good last year. Chandler Jones was supposed to be an important player across from Max Crosby. He was supposed to help make this easier. And Patrick right. Graham's a good DC. We like that was something that we just, or I shouldn't say we. For me, when I was thinking about where they were going to go, I mean, look, it was going to add up. And I think you spoke to this a little bit. Was like the Keelan Farrell picks and a lot of those drafts just back. Which, by the way, isn't on the fault of McDaniel's or mm. you know, but like, hey man. At some point, that those things those things add up, and they they stick with you. So, and look, Josh McDaniels isn't tied to Derek Carr whatsoever. They're not going to fire him after one year. He'll get at least one more go of it. Maybe, hey, 
maybe they draft Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, and they ship Derek Carr somewhere. Like mm. if you're te- if you're a team like Carolina, you'd give up a decent penny to get Derek Carr with what you've seen the past two years of Sam Darnold. Dog, the, the you just of Cam be Newton doing the and same Baker thing Mayfield. over again. If I don't know. Derek, Carr, Derek Carr is a mile better than Baker Mayfield. Dude, the Derek Carr landing spot's Tampa. Like once Brady retires, like that's the that's the landing that's spot. That's a good Derek call Carr. too. Derek Carr can play well enough in a very very good situation. Derek Carr in a bad situation would not be that far off from what Baker's doing right now. I mean, mm. I mean, look what he's doing right now. Like I don't even have to like. There's no fantasy here. I don't have to make things up. Literally, look what he's doing right now. That's what I, well, he's what in happened. a walking boot. Shout out to my fellow walking boot man uh, th- with this high ankle sprain. By the way, how I you think? doing, man? Uh, month in, it's it's still annoying. Uh, swords can't. I, Jared didn't know this. I broke my foot a month ago. Jared. I did not know this. What happened? Yeah. Uh, I mean, running. I'm a runner, and or was a runner. Now retired. That'll teach you. Yeah, I mean, uh, 16 years of running consistently finally caught up to me, but uh, basically got caught up on a uh, sidewalk when I was uh, crossing the street and put my back left foot to plant to uh, go forward. And I went like this too hard on the top of my foot and just the stress mm. went. So I had a stress fracture in the top of my foot. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Heard the that. pop, which was terrifying. Never broken a bone and had the noise. Really? Canceling head- yeah, never broken a bone until now. But uh, yeah, I'm in a boot. Sleeping in a boot, let me tell you, it's an, it's an experience unlike anything terrible. other. Uh, it's it's a lot. But anyway, as you were saying. Um, yeah, no, I think that Carr is in that tier, like hovering somewhere around that Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill tier. I, like, hmm. I think at his very best, at top of his game, he's a borderline top 10 guy. At his very worst, I mean, he's throwing three interceptions against the Chargers, and it looks bad, like there's a lot of up there's a lot of down and you don't know exactly what you're going to get week in and week out um i know that last year like credit to him for last year they had no business being a playoff team with everything that was going on and he played very well um but like i think that tonight the chiefs are seven point favorites i think they win by three touchdowns like Mm. this is going to be a blowout we'll see uh i have that recording as we uh keep rolling here on this monday night game uh it's time though jared it's time for your carson wentz take it's time for evan to uh react in a way that only evan swords can but i'm giving you the floor jared like it's your carson wentz moment it's here so make the case for all those twitter trolls and everything else make the case for carson wentz in 2022 and why he is not responsible for what's going on in dc this fall well I'm not going to say he doesn't have any of the blame, but to say that he is, you know, public enemy number one for Washington would be asinine. Um, public enemy number one is the offensive line because hmm. uh, every time Carson Wentz steps back, he is getting mauled, uh, like he did against the Eagles when he got sacked nine times. Um, let me let me just run through some stuff real quick. There are three quarterbacks with more passing yards than Carson Wentz: Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady. Hmm. Um, I, I would say that that's pretty good company to be in. Quarterbacks with more touchdown passes than Carson Wentz. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and then Jared Goff kind of snuck in there with, with the Lions. Uh, those are the only ones with more touchdown passes. He's got the same touch, number of touchdown passes as Justin Herbert. He's got more than Joe Burrow, more than Aaron Rodgers, more than Tom Brady, more than Kyler Murray, more than Derek Carr. Like, again, this is the same argument I, I think I've made about Carson Wentz for the last year or so. 
I'm not going to sit up here and say he's a top 10 guy. I will absolutely sit up here and say he's top 20, borderline top 15. Hmm. Like I, he, he's not what he was before the ACL injury, but he is still a guy like ask Indianapolis if they'd have Carson Wentz right now. Like the scoring 12 points with the ghost of Matt Ryan. They had Carson Wentz. They had, I mean, what, what do you mean? They, and had, they were they, much better at this point than they were, than they are right now is what I'm yeah, saying. But like Matt Ryan is all, it's all relative. Matt Ryan sucks, but like, so did Wentz. They were both terrible. For the, 27 for the touchdowns, seven picks last year. Doug, like, first off, what what is the number one thing with Carson Wentz and the stats that you just named off? What was the number one thing that was the difference between all the other quarterbacks you named? The other quarterbacks mm-hmm. are winning football games. Carson that's, Wentz that's is the point, throwing the ball. trying to make words. Like, <laughs> no, he's no, no, not but the like, problem. <laughs> no, but, like, Carson Wentz throwing all these yards? Like, of course, they're playing for behind all the time. What are they going to do with their running game? They're not going to run the ball. They're going to throw the ball. Carson, is Carson Wentz, Wentz is, is Carson Wentz allowing the Detroit Lions to put up 22 points in the first half. Is Carson Wentz the one who is letting Philadelphia Eagles run at will at No, him? but but I'm point you're saying like look at all of his all of his yards and his touchdowns like that those are opportunities that quarterbacks have when that you're losing. You throw the ball a lot. How many how many attempts does he have compared to other quarterbacks? Like, is, I, all he's doing is if he's throwing the ball I mean, forty. Was that like forty five or fifty times a game? He I mean, is, it's up there. He is but, second in attempts. But also, is Jared Goff still one? No, Kyler Murray is one, and then hmm. right behind right behind Wentz is Brady Herbert Allen. Oh, I'm surprised Goff's not in the top five. Hmm. Goff has one eighty six. Murray has two fifteen to lead the league. Interesting. It's probably going to go up when D Hop is back. Like oh, Tyler yeah. might win that one. Uh, I mean, the, the card, the Cardinals are. I mean, the, this season is crazy. There are so many bad. I mean, you know, Tom Brady said it. Like, I'm not. I'm just repeating what he's saying. But like, there are some bad football playing this season. A lot of bad football. Like, what do you? Why do you think that is? Do you think there's any reason as to why it's been this bad through six weeks or five weeks rather? I mean, I think there's there's. A, I mean, go ahead, Jared. You you. You're probably. I, I don't know if I. I don't know if I agree that there's been a lot of bad football. I just think there's a lot of parity. I just don't think there's a lot of horrible teams. I think there's a lot of mediocre middle of the pack teams, and they just all happen to be playing each other right now. Hmm. So there's going to be a lot of teams that are all right, two and three. Are they good? Are they bad? Three and two. Are they really a three and two team? Like the we talked about it. The Giants. The Giants are four and one, but they've also played. You know who have they beaten? They beat what the Bears. Um, I know that they just beat Green Bay, but I think Green Bay's got a few of their own issues to work out. Um, like Chicago hasn't really, I'm sorry, the giants, like we're just trying to figure out if they're good. I think there's just a lot of middle of the pack teams and just the league isn't as top heavy as it was. But I mean, that's, that's the entire point though, right? That there's a bunch of middle of the pack teams because there's a bunch of bad football. Like there's no dom. I mean, like look at the last three, four years where you've had like aggressively dominant footballs. I mean, even, even the Packers in the regular season were just destroying teams, but this year it's like, it's the Bills and the, the Chiefs, you know, we'll see tonight. I expect them to win, obviously, too. But, like, it's already, like, I mean, like, there was only, what, one undefeated team? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's the Eagles. But, like, the, I think every other season going this far in, there was, like, at least a couple of undefeated teams hanging around. Like, there's just a lot of bad football teams this year. I mean, every team – that we were expecting to just be dominant, like look at the AFC West, isn't doing it. 
You know, it's just it's weird. I think a lot of it is the fact that nobody's playing in the preseason. Like, yeah. hear me out on that. Hear me out. Like, you, especially for Denver. And my buddy Matt Verderam touched on this on the Twitter space last night. I think he's absolutely spot on. Like, you've got a whole new coaching staff, a new quarterback with that coaching staff, and who, who doesn't have any chemistry with his offensive line. You don't play him a snap in the preseason. Yeah, this first month is going to be ugly because it's the first time all playing together, coaching together and whatnot. There's a reason why Denver looks that bad is because they didn't have any sort of live game action together. So I think yeah. that you look at the Giants, they played a lot in the preseason. I think that's why they might be a little bit of a step ahead of some of these teams that they're better than or that are better than them, you know, personnel wise. It's you know, we I say mean, that preseason means nothing, but you know, at the end of the day, it might mean a little bit of a little bit more than people seem to uh seem to realize. Yeah, you look at 49ers too with Jimmy and like not having any kind of training camp and things like that. And now look at how he's playing since he's gotten a couple games under his belt. I mean, yeah, I I completely agree. I've been t- tweeting that all all season so far. Like the the lack of preseason football games, in spite of just having like an extra like, you know, the NFL wanted an extra regular season game, but I think by doing that, they've made. I mean, week four, I still don't think we have teams playing at how like. I think by ten ten weeks from now like the the landscape and is going to look so different and who the power teams are, who the winners are, who the really good teams are, the really bad teams are. Like, I think you, you add one NFL regular season game, but in, in spite of doing that now, like the first four weeks are a crapshoot. I think where I'm at is I think there are the for real, for real can win the title teams. And it's a couple right now for me, it's the bills, it's the chiefs, it's the Ravens. It's the 49ers and Eagles? maybe the Packers. And that's about it. Maybe the Eagles. I still am. And it's not fair because I am the biggest Jalen Hurts guy. And I was beating that drum for years and just have loved the dude since uh, Oklahoma and Alabama, like all time great competitor. And he's just gotten better. And he's just a locker room leader. And he's been great this year for whatever reason. I'm still just waiting for the Eagles to come back down to earth a little bit. Like I'm still waiting for it. I don't know why it's not really fair because they're passing every test, but I'm waiting for them to fall back down a little bit. I think that this year's Eagles is going to be very, very similar to that of the MVP Lamar year Ravens, where they just kind of run through the regular season. When they play a real team, the playoffs, they just get capsized. I mean, I, I don't. I think Jalen Hurts is much better than like the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger. But like that, you know, when the, that was it two years ago or whatever when they went seven and one. But I think eleven and zero. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's very similar to that. I think Hurts is just a better QB. Like, there's certain teams oh, that I that me, do well in the regular season that I'm just never afraid of in in playoffs. And I think yeah. the Eagles are going to be similar to that. Hey, look, Hurts has taken a step forward as a passer. And I think that was the biggest question about Philadelphia is, okay, can Jalen Hurts become a better pocket passer? He's not elite by any means, but he's definitely – it's noticeable that he has gotten better in that aspect of his game. Um, so credit to him for that. Um, but, but Philadelphia, I mean, look, they got a good defense. they got good skill position guys. they got a quarterback that's a pain in the ass to game plan for who can run all over you. They're fun to watch at, at bare minimum. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that – if Hertz continues to progress, I think that next year Philadelphia is a Super Bowl contender. If that, yeah. if, if this if this is a linear progression type thing that we're seeing from Hertz. Yeah, I mean, also you got to remember, like you know, the NFC is a little bit different than the AFC, but in the NFC, the Eagles have scored the most points out of any team. 
You know what I mean? Like they've scored 135 points, points against is 88. So American football conference is a much different beast, right? But like they're they're scoring a lot, right? Yeah, NFC is like the conference of the old guard, like Rodgers, Brady, Stafford, all those guys are still over there. And you got Hurts, the unpop, who's just I think he's just ready to run past all of them. I'm to keep it up. I'm excited. I'll say this as as a 49ers fan that I am. There were so many years when the 49ers had like these just unstoppable defenses, but the the offense just really could never get it done when they needed to, to win the Super Bowl. And, or, you know, especially in NFC championships, like when you think about back with the Giants, right? Alex Smith just couldn't get it done in those drives and they end up fumbling the ball with Kyle Williams. I'm excited as a 49ers fan because if Jimmy can just play like a game like he did last year, like, that this these are the type of defenses that when they get a, get into the you know Super Bowl that defense can shut whatever offense is you know I think they could shut down the Bills so I'm 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 excited for the way this season is shaping up because I don't think any like it, the Bills are not playing good defenses right now but they look fantastic interesting um a couple of quick other things I wanted to hit on before we do our pick them uh, here tonight uh, Jarrett. Christian yeah. McCaffrey thrown out there. So now the fire sale is coming in Carolina mm. and the, the vultures are swarming uh, a team in Capel, uh, one of the three teams uh, in Capel in the NFC South uh, going into next year. Uh, the Panthers being uh, one of those three, the Falcons, all the cap space in the world, they are in Capel right now, but they will not be uh, going next off season. But um, I think this is interesting. So a source confirmed, uh, I saw this on Twitter uh, that I forgot the the writer. Um, who, it was Ryan Talbot for the Bills. There you go. He said it, quote, a source has confirmed to me that the Bills have reached out to the Panthers about running back Christian McCaffrey. Um, we know the Bills can't really run the football. We know that Josh Allen is passing a lot. We know that he is throwing the football a lot. But it's also working quite well, uh, this <laughs> version of Josh Allen. Right. I think people might be overcompensating about it. Like, you did invest in James Cook, you did try like Zach Moss, like you have dudes, like they have a lot of Devin Singletary, like they have a rotation that should be better than where they're at. Is it worth it for the bills to seriously give up uh, some, some interesting draft capital for Christian McCaffrey? Does he actually move the needle in Buffalo? Yeah. And they should absolutely do it. Okay. Absolutely. Like, cause if you're the bills, what holes do you have that a draft pick could come in and fill right away? There's no holes in that roster besides running back. And Respectfully speaking, to Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and James Cook, none of them collectively are Christian McCaffrey. I don't know so, how they keep finding the same running back over and over again. <laughs> Literally, the, it's impressive. Like if if the Bills could just take one of the running backs the Steelers have had the last five years, it would be a completely different ballgame. You could take Zach Moss, James Cook, and Devin Singletary's jersey. Oh, oh, maybe not Devin Singletary. He's definitely been the standout. But if you switch Zach Moss. And James Cook's jersey before the game, you wouldn't tell the difference. I, the think, I think I think the best James Cook that you ever saw is probably very similar to Devin Singletary. So when it comes to when it comes to that, yeah. Like because what what did what do they need? They've got uh, a top five to me cornerback in Trey White when he's healthy. They just drafted Kyrie Elam on the other side of him. Safety wise, uh Hyde and Jordan Poyer, two all pros. Ed Oliver on the defensive line. They just drafted Gregory Rousseau, who's been good. Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano in the middle, and their offensive line's good. Like, what do you? What else do you need? Go get a stud at running back, who's also a receiving threat and will be a big threat in the passing game. Which 
yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what the Buffalo Bills need is another passing threat. Like, mm. I, the you, one thing you, I will you say though, if, you're Buffalo. if you look at mm. the last 20 years in the NFL, every time a team, you're just like, dude, draft a running back, assholes. <laughs> they never do. Like, no, like whenever a team needs a running back, they never do it. It's just like the Bills are that. Like, I, I, I've seen so many teams where you're like, draft a running back stop like stop it's like the i mean the 49ers too are a good example like but they keep you yeah know, you've uh, ruined it for everybody but they draft running backs in the second round and they suck so mm-hmm. by the way what happened to Tyrion davis price out of LSU? I mean, what happened to trey sermon i mean dog he i he got a carry and he was like he got one his first carry and he for the eagles was speaking of by the way we should mention this before we get into our last thing the Jets winning big and blowing out the Dolphins and the Jets. I'm being- so happy about it. <laughs> oh, am I happy about happy that. about it? Oh, dude, here's the thing. So, like, I'm not I'm obviously not I'm not a Bills fan. However, mm. I have a big Bills following for whatever reason. And so, like, anytime I tweet any like anything about the Bills, it usually does numbers, which is why I started tweeting more about the Bills. <laughs> um, and Dolphins sure. fans just like after that Johnson. No, just came out again. After Miami beat Buffalo, I tweeted, look, Bills are still the best team in the sport. They were without literally a ton of all per- – I, I don't remember the exact way I worded it, but it did numbers, and every Dolphins fan and their mother <laughs> came at me. And so now I just actively root against the Dolphins. Oh, no. Just because it's great. I don't know, man. It's just – I'm obviously biased, but Mike McDaniel is just such a fun guy to root for. I, I don't know, man. I'm over him. Ooh. Um, he's just Over he's, Mike McDaniel. he's infallible he's such a happy nice sweet man like i don't know like he, like he literally is just a good human being well oh, you're the bad are kind being. of they're caught up evan because you got robert sala in new york the dc and then mike mcdaniel the oc down in nah, uh, miami nah, dog. like listen robert sala was a happy story i'm happy for him but like mike mcdaniel is such a better coach than robert sala it's not even close well, if you had to do the three through five weeks now, how do you re-rank the AFC East? Because the Patriots just blow out the the Lions at home in the all-time great unis. Hope they convert They should back. just make those their primary uniforms. Those are so much better than what they've got. They're so good. So uh, good. They're so good. But they also blow out the Lions at home, who've been putting up a bunch of points. Like The Lions have been one of the best offenses in football, and the Pats just shut all of that down and won big. And Bailey Zappi, a rookie out of Western Kentucky, put up uh, bonkers stats last year for the Hilltoppers, was good. Um, they're okay. Like, I think so. I'm just trying to figure out what's the three, what's the order? Because we thought the Dolphins had established this a few weeks ago. And now oh, the I'll Jets very, win. I don't know. So, okay, go for it, Evan. What is, what's the three behind the, the Bills? The Bills are ranked number one. Yeah. And then the other three are tied at number two. They're okay, the so you have them all teams. tied. Like, okay. literally, like, I think they're going to just beat each other up all season, <laughs> being mediocre as hell. I mean, like... So you I don't, don't think even... any of the three break out? Well, I mean, the Dolphins, whether or not Tua is a starting quarterback in the NFL is up for debate, but, like, he's gone, mm-hmm. right? You know, I don't know I'll when he's Dolphins coming. Dolphins fans that sword's because, remember, he threw six touchdowns against two I mean, coverages like, by the Ravens. But I'm saying, like, I don't know if he's coming back. we got to take his, like, health very seriously with what exactly. happened to him. So, like, I mean... Anytime your your quarterback is out for however long, right? Like who knows what'll happen? And I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater is is, is you know, doing an admirable job, but 
dude, the, the Patriots are weird. They're super weird. And they're like, their roster struggles. I just, I see them all as the same type of team, just a team mm. that will like win some games. They'll lose some games and they'll probably have a mid round pick. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Like the jets are basically taking the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands in the last two games. He's only completing 56% of his passes. So there's a lot of corollaries. I think when I'm watching the jets and the bears, the jets are just winning games. And I think the difference also is the jets have significantly more talent than the bears, but they want to play the exact same way. Yeah. Like the jets to me, like, and I think a lot of it too is, you know, they saw what it was last year. I think they asked Zach Wilson to do too much as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, the arm talent's definitely there. They brought in, you know, guys like Elijah Moore, um, and Garrett Wilson to help him. Garrett Wilson um, looks good, man. That Garrett whole looks that, this draft looks great. Sauce Gardner looks great. You go up and down the yeah. list. This draft is big time for this. Can I talk about the Raiders game right now, or do we are not allowed to? You're. I thought we were done I'm, with the Raiders. Are we going back to the Raiders? I'm talking about the game literally right now at this moment. No, yeah, Jared, I'm I'm record, I have it recorded right now. I, I don't want to know. It's a, literally, it it's a week four podcast. What do you mean? Jared's about to go eat Kidoba and watch that game. Okay. Yeah, see, we're hold on. You got to hold it, Evan. I just, it's week four. It's it week happened five, during the week. No, it's week four. Is it week four? It's week five. Yeah, it is, is it, week five. Is it week five? Yeah. It's week five. I, dude, I'm so hungry right now. I can't. <laughs> I'm the lowest. I know. I'm gonna, I've ever had in my I'm life. Gonna, I'm going to go eat. Is what all I, I will say, no spoilers at all. But like, uh-huh. as far as the Raiders, some, everything we just talked about, there's something like a huge, I don't know, it's hilarious. You'll see. All right. Well, there you go. Ominous for uh, for us. Um, we'll end on this. I'm going to put two minutes on the clock so we can all go eat some food here for our pick this week. Jarrett, get ready to get yelled at for these picks. Evan, where are we going in week six? To clarify, Mr. Swords, we are in week six. After I was going to say, time. I got to type it in, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to start off with the commanders and bears. All right. Two minutes on the clock. Ready now. Commanders and Bears, none of us care cool. about it, but I'm going to say the Bears just because flip a coin. No, Commanders. I'm saying I was going to say Commanders. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't think the Bears can game. score enough. Okay. Uh, Ravens and Giants. I think this is where we all realize that the Giants are not going to be able to. The Ravens are going to win by 30. Yeah. So I'm taking the Ravens. The Wink Martindale Bowl. He knows how to oh, coach against the Ravens. Oh, I don't know. You know what? I didn't even think about that, Chase. Fantastic job. Okay. The Ravens still win, uh-huh. um, but I think it, it'll be a low key fun game. I think so too. I'm going to say Ravens win, but I think it's super close. Cool. Uh, Jaguars and Colts. Um, mm. I, you know, I feel bad for the Colts cause my buddy's a Colts fan. I feel bad. I want Matt Ryan to succeed, but like, I think the Jaguars win here. I think, I think we're getting closer to Trevor Lawrence being him. Um, I'm having Zaire Franklin on my podcast tomorrow. So I'm going to say the Colts. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it would be three straight losses though, for the Jags. If they lose this one in Indy, it would be. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think the Jags fall two and four. I think they bounce back and beat the Colts. Colts offense really sucks. Like it's really bad. It's really bad. Give me the Jags. Uh, okay. Patriots and Browns. Hmm. I am so tired because of the whole Deshaun Watson stuff that seeing the Browns have any kind of success. I'm hoping that, you know, Bill Belichick can pull that little, you know, spite against the Browns and what happened with him as a head coach there. Yeah, I was going to say he just hates the Browns. Right. I mm-hmm. hope he can just, they can just put him down this week. Just spite him to death. Yep. I'm down for that. I'll take the Patriots. I'm going Browns at home. I think the Browns will win, but I just, I, I, I'm going to take the Patriots. And yeah, it home. just feels dirty. I don't like picking the Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All mm. right. 
Uh, we're going uh, Bang- Bengals and Saints. Hmm. Uh, Bengals. The Saints are a weird team, man. Kamara was back, and Kamara, they are a completely different team when Kamara plays. Just an absolutely completely different team. I think they went at home with Kamara. As long as Kamara plays, I think they're a fine team. Uh, the Bengals have bigger problems. I think Zach Taylor might be uh, might might not be long for that uh, Bengals job. They they fall to two and four. Ch- Chase is absolutely desperate for the Saints to be to be good this year. Why? I I'm not I desperate. You were you. I'm just saying you were high on him, and I was, I was high on him. But yeah. I look, I I I was. But it's as a Falcons fan, it's not like I'm just like dying for them to be good. Right, no, just, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That my my instinct was they were going to be good, but they uh, have not been. Okay, so I personally, I'm going to take the Bengals just because I really hope that Joe Burrow figures this out. I don't like this. I was happy watching Joe Burrow be successful. It's not even <laughs> Joe Burrow. I remember enjoying Jamar Chase being open deep. Uh, that was a fun time. I hope that happens again sometime. Those are T Higgins targets now, bud. They are. Uh, shout out to Oak Ridge Zone, T Higgins. There you go. All right, uh, Buccaneers and Steelers. We already know what Jarrett thinks. Yes. Yeah, uh, like I said, Steelers aren't a good team, but they're winning. Okay. I'm <sighs> taking the Bucks. It. Yeah, give me the Bucks here. I don't think that. Yeah. Uh, so the 49ers are going to absolutely destroy <laughs> everything that the Falcons no. have ever loved. No. Uh, What's the spread I, on that, Swords? I have no idea. I I don't mm. I I don't know anything about spreads and things of the sort. Because I if it's Five and a half. It's right not now. enough. But it's the, not the, enough. Niners five and a half. I might take Atlanta to cover that. There you go. Dog. This can be close. Guaranteed. The Falcons are. The, the, I mean, we'll see. Once again, it's all about who starts on defense. But yeah, I'm taking the Niners. Uh, I think. Give me the Niners, but I think the Falcons cover. I think this is I another agree. just really close game. You got to remember, uh, the Falcons recently had beaten the 49ers when they were not supposed to 2019. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jets and Packers. This is a weird game. Packers. Jets coming off a very big win. Packers coming off a very bad loss. Yeah, no, coming back from London too. Like, yeah, no, I think Green Bay wins. I think the Jets keep it relatively respectable. I don't I think, expect the Jets to win again. I don't. I don't either. The Packers have not lost a home game yet, and I don't think they're going to here. It's just a different yeah, team at home. All right, well, Sarah just got home, and the dog is going to go absolutely <laughs> psycho. So there's no muting when I got to talk. So just hear it in the background. Mm. Vikings and Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to go Vikings here. I am also going Vikings. Uh, this is where the Dolphins bounce back. I, I just The Vikings are going to be a 500 team this year. They're going to have the week they do well, and then oh, they bounce back sorry. and they're dumb. Yeah, no, give me, give me the Dolphins at home. I mean, yeah, I would be happy to see the Dolphins, but I, once again, I think that I think the Vikings might win their division this year. And I, I said Vikings that on this podcast. Mm. Uh, you know, I got to say, as a 49ers fan in the NFC West, I am happy to say I think the Panthers might have that new head coach. You know, a little like play, you know, play hard for the backup head coach, uh, Steve Wilkes. I think the Panthers beat the Rams. I think I agree. And I don't even know who's under center because I think Baker's out for this one and Sam Darnold's not ready. I don't yeah, know. No, I think Sam Darnold might be ready for this game. Well, Matt Corral's out for the year. So I'm like, who is even yeah. available? Like, who's no, left? Yeah. Yeah, Walker on the That's what I was wondering, too. It's like, is PJ Walker time? Uh, I think I'm going Panthers, too, uh, in an upset. The post-firing bump. That's a real thing, man. That give is me, a real thing. Give me the Panthers. No, I'm, still taking, I'm still taking the Rams. Okay. Uh, the Cardinals and Seahawks, 
what a terrible game that's going to be for me because I just don't care. I think that's going to be a low-key fun game. I was going to say, I'm on the opposite end. I think that's going to be uh, a barn burner. That's going to be like 38. Take the over. Yeah, so whatever the, the over is. Yes, yes. The reason why I say that is because I'm like at an impasse here. Like, I hate the Seahawks, but like, man, it's hard not to root for Geno Smith. He is what throwing a... dimes. Geno like, is balling. Geno Smith out. did that early in his career. Rex Ryan would still have a job. Yeah. Well, but also, also but, you know, like thank God for years. I mean, hey, Gino's Gino a dude. Sm- hey, Gino Smith has been taking punches that, you know, in this, in spite of things for, for everyone, right? Yeah. He got Rex Ryan fired, which was a good thing. You know, uh, all I'm saying is this. Someone tweeted that Gino Smith might be a top 10 QB right now. And I don't, I mean, they might be right. This I'm, year, I'm I think he is. I, yeah, I'm here I mean, for it. This very moment, yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. Like Geno Smith deserves everything good that's happening to him. Uh, so I will sadly be taking the Seahawks. I am taking the Seahawks too. Uh, All right. If, if the Cardinals lose this, what are they going to be? Are they going to be two and four? Yes. Cliff seat's going to get pretty hot. Didn't he just get an extension? Like uh, he's got like nine years left on that deal. Are you shitting me? Cliff got another extension. Yeah. Like Cliff got an extension before the year. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that. All right. Well, that was stupid. Yeah, he's through the 2027 season now. Oh, God. That buyout would be ungodly. All right. Well, yeah. I'm going to take the Cardinals. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I won't say anything just because there's a game in play that we're not allowed to talk about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I will absolutely be ta- be taking the Bills. Uh, ooh, Where are you going, Jared? I don't this like one? where that's... Yeah, I bet on the Chiefs too tonight, so I don't like the way this sounds. Um, I will be taking the Bills aren't gonna win every game. It is also remember that this game is uh this at, is at Kansas City. Here's the thing every matchup that Mahomes and Allen have had have been at Arrowhead. Uh-huh. Um, which is a pain hmm. and I don't like it. Um yeah, I think I will take the Chiefs. I'm going Bills. I'm not confident either way. I think very well go either way. And hey, you know what? The the Chiefs have had they've had the Bills numbers the last couple times. They've been fantastic games. The Bills deserve to win one. They're the best team in the NFL right now, so I think the Bills win. All right. Uh after that, Cowboys and Eagles in a sneaky good game. I think Sunday the Cooper night? Rush comes down to earth against Philadelphia and the Eagles win by like 50. Right, but on the other side of the spectrum... Did you say 50? I don't think it'll actually be 50, but... You think this is a blowout? On the other I side think of the, the spectrum, Philadelphia though, handles the Cowboys. Mike, Mike hmm. Pars- Micah Parsons and that that Cowboys defense? What about Jalen Hurts coming de- back down to earth? That, I think the, the, I Cowboys have the Cowboys here. For I think the real, Cowboys dog. win and stun the Eagles. I think this is a rough one for Eagles fans. I, dude, the Cowboys defense is for real. Yeah. Cooper I Rush, for I real, think- people forget. Cooper Rush had mm. ten completions. Like, let's let's slow That's down. That's ten more than yeah. the three of us in an NFL <laughs> game this weekend. I I, mean, I think that AJ Brown is going to have fun playing against Trayvon Diggs. Oh yeah, I agree to that too. But like, man, Micah Parsons is the Micah second is best good. defensive player in the NFL right now, right behind TJ Watt when he's healthy. Right behind mm. Nick Bosa, who is better than TJ Watt. Incorrect, but that is all right. <laughs> statistically and just in general as a whole well i mean uh, this season obviously he's played more but that's neither here nor there uh yeah 
Broncos and Chargers. I I'm, I'm happy for this game because that's exactly what Justin Herbert needs to continue this little momentum push. They are going to stomp out the Broncos. I think we're going to be, you know, we're going to be having some hilarious conversations because this is. I think Nathaniel Hackett's one and done. Nathaniel Hackett might be the next coach fired. He might be week seven and done. <laughs> like, I'm still a Matt Eberflus is the most likely one and done guy. Like that's what I had going into the year. Wait, um, who does he coach for? The, the Bears. Bears. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I refuse to pay attention to anything that's happening. He had a lot Chicago. of Steve Wilkes itis to me when I was yeah. uh, looking. That's at a that very today. good comp for yeah. For Matt Eberflus. The the Chargers are opening up as a six and a half point favorite against the Broncos. That game's going to be twelve to nine, and we're going to hate every second. Twitter there's, is going to hate this game. I don't know about all that, man. I think Herbert. There might... is. There's two rules when it comes to betting. You don't bet on the Jets. You don't bet on the Chargers. I'm not confident in this, regardless. Yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah. The Chargers should win, but I could absolutely see them beating them. I think the Chargers win, but the Broncos cover. I think this is another Chargers, ugly 16-13 win or something. The Chargers and Vikings are very similar to me, where they can beat anybody, but they can lose to anybody. Too. Yes. Uh, yeah, agree. I don't think I don't think the Chargers are out of the water yet with Chargering, but I do definitely with think this Chargering. Is a, this is definitely a game that is as a you know a Herbert guy. I'm I'm excited for him to be able to play. You know they've got a good defense, but Russell Wilson has bigger issues than I think any of us know. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chargers, and that concludes what is go. absolutely not Week Five. Uh, it, no, well, yeah, there you go. Um, that's technically true. That is technically true. Uh, Jarrett, thank you so much for making the time this evening. Great having you back yes. on the pod. Uh, what would you like to plug as we wrap up here tonight? Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Uh, the season debut of No Notes comes out. It's just my interview show where I just talk to people that I enjoy in entertainment. Uh, comedian. Um, uh, that'll drop tomorrow. That'll be Colin Chamberlain that I'm doing that with. So recorded it today. That'll drop tomorrow. And then the pump fake. Um, Zaire Franklin, linebacker for the Colts to join me power rankings best bets all that fun stuff so all of that tomorrow and then as well as my weekly newsletter which you can subscribe to in my twitter bio which is my weekly column um very long or piece. else yes or else i will hunt you down um and then yeah if you want some others like advanced betting stuff uh pledge to me on patreon patreon.com slash jared bailey there you go uh jared thank you so much for the time per usual evan thank you as well over at 49er sub when that site ever comes back online but until then follow him at evan swords i mean it works at ninershub.com okay I, changed, I had to change the name just because they got rid of it but like dog i'm so lazy i wish someone would just like come in and be like i'll take over and run this website because i'm not gonna well, there you go. Uh, hit him up at Evan Swords uh, and let him know if uh, that could be you. That might be you. Who knows? Um, but either way, guys, thank you so much for making the time. And uh, Evan, I will talk to you next week. And Jarrett, thank you as always. And have a great week. Always right, great guys, having you on, Jarrett. Good talking to you. you see Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.